Hello, everybody. Welcome to, uh, well, I, I don't know, if, is it a Sonic Talk special or just an interview? I mean, I don't know. It doesn't really matter, does it? But the, the main point of focus is the fact that we're here talking to Tim Exile from Endless, uh, with three S's, who you may know from... Uh, uh, other videos that we've done because we, we we talked about your flow machine we talked about your uh um reactor p uh, patches over the years and now and we've talked about flow machine as well i'm pretty sure that gaz did a thing with uh, not flow machine with endless with you didn't he and he's been using it so how are you tim are you well i'm very well yeah i mean it's um here we are i'm in endless hq we've got skylights we're on the top floor um it's actually hot it's a t-shirt day i walked into the office wearing a t-shirt and the leaves were green and and all is well so yeah no i'm i'm very well How yeah well it's good finally you know we need that at the moment and this is a really interesting because i mean those of you who don't know endless maybe we should start with that if i if, if if i met if i bumped into you into the ele in an elevator in los angeles what would be your pitch about what endless <laughs> is just so that people are, are clear about what we're talking about you know and the references right yeah Endless is a live collaborative music creation platform. And what we really want to do is bring back the musical act, um, bring back music creation as an interaction rather than just a means to the end of creating some kind of piece of uh, piece of content. So we have a mobile app and we have a desktop app on Mac OS. Windows is coming soon. Um, on the desktop version, you've got a standalone and a VST, so you can collaborate live from your DAW, or you can collaborate live from your hardware setup, or um, from the convenience of your phone, and you can jam live together with um, anyone anywhere in the world in real time. And I call it, it's conversational collaboration. Uh, so it's not like Google Docs, where you've got a bunch of people coalescing and trying to argue over one single truth. Um, it's literally a conversation. So one person does one thing, shares it to the group, another person will do something on top of that. Um, and then maybe a third person will come in and then say, remix that and send it back again. So the way you create music together on Endless is as a conversation, uh, which leaves a complete breadcrumb trail history of everything you do together in these jam rooms. So it's both a chat room and an archive of what you've done together. Yeah, I mean, I've seen you've been doing some really compelling kind of live jams with various people. Both are uh, well, it started off the app. You did loads of those, and they were really good. I mean, because I mean, your background is very much about being in the flow, isn't it? And the idea is is that you know, hence the flow machine, hence the, you know this terminology that you've been using is uh, you know the music creation process is it's almost like a spiritual thing that you get into, isn't it? And I guess that the idea I, 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 I am I, I hope I'm not putting words into your mouth, but the idea was something like what you're creating here is to allow people to enter that state with great ease and with other people, right? Exactly, yeah, and it's it's funny how often the uh, this very sort of spiritual kind of language um, comes into the conversation. I'm not quite sure why. I mean, I yeah. You know, um, yeah, I won't dive, uh, dive too far into that, but um, it's it's definitely ritualistic, um, and I think this is what happens when you when you get people together in some kind of space. Um, obviously, traditionally it was uh, real spaces, but now we're creating these virtual spaces where people can come together and be creative together. And there's definitely some kind of magic, and there's definitely that feeling of something happening that's greater than the sum of its parts, um, and it does. To an extent, feel well, you know, it feels special. It feels magical, maybe even reverential. So, yeah, I, I, I'm totally with you on that. 
It's interesting, isn't it? I mean, and, and the, the kind of synchronicity of this arriving in the world, because I know it's not something that's just sort of turned up. You've been working on it for ages. But then, obviously, with the world circumstance, whereas now, you know, we can't actually be together and jam or haven't been able to, that's starting to open up. And the fact that this has almost come at a time when it was most needed. I mean, are you, does that kind of, uh, it's the opposite of irony, whatever that is. Irony is uh, is when it's sort of not appropriate, whereas this is completely appropriate to have happened at actually this time. Yeah, serendipitous? Serendipitous, serendipitous. Yeah, that but, sounds good. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I mean, it was weird. I did, you know, so part of me, when, when we launched the uh, the mobile app in the App Store on the 31st of March last year, part of me was expecting a, you know, a, a knock from uh, MI5 or something to see if I had something to do with, like, trying to instigate a pandemic to just make our product <laughs> um, more appropriate. But, uh, but yeah, no, it was, it was weird timing. And obviously, um, it, we launched right at the beginning of the period when um, everything had been disrupted. Everybody was trying to figure out new ways of doing things. Um, um, I think people hadn't even figured out what what was actually, what was not possible, <laughs> let alone what was possible. Um, so yeah, we got, you know, we got a ton of press um, and attention when we launched the uh, the iOS app. And, and that was, that really kind of propelled us forwards. And then a, a couple of months after that, well, I think it was the beginning of June. So about three months after that, we launched our Kickstarter campaign. Um, and it, it was, yeah, it was a big kind of focusing of, of, of energy. Um, you know, our core community that's kind of growing, growing steadily of, uh, I think someone, another artist describes them as the, the endless faithful. Like whenever an artist does a live stream um, where they start playing around with endless, like, the endless faithful show up and they're all educating on how um how it works and educating their other followers on on how it works so um yeah i think it's it's definitely given us uh, a big boost of of momentum so do you think that do, i mean I, I do you think that people have been uh, much more up for it i mean because you know we've we've talked about collaborative stuff in the past and it's quite interesting because lots of people have tried this and what happens is there's this sort of um, it's almost like creative ego mismatch where people think, oh, I'm not possibly good enough to to work with this person. So you tend to sort of there's you know people are generally quite uh, or often you know perhaps people who aren't professional are quite sort of shy about you know putting their their creativity into into the open like this. Have you found that that's sort of the way that you've done it has enabled people to be a bit more a bit less self conscious? Yeah, I mean that that whole. Um... I mean, when we started building Endless, there, there was a very clear goal that we just wanted to remove um, as many barriers as possible to getting into that that flow state. Um, and I think a lot of the uh, this self consciousness that that people feel about making music with more experienced people or you know taking their first steps into creating music um, is is mostly about you know these very high bars that we've set for what music should be. Um, and very complicated tools that are, to an extent, to a certain extent, pretty fragile. I mean, obviously they're very robust tools, but the actual the process, um, you know, when you're laying out your first track in a in a door um, and dialing up your settings and w- trying to get them just so, there are so many ways that you can kind of screw that up and delete something and change a set of parameters that were just just right, and then you can never get back to them. Yeah. Um, and I think actually it's that. It's that feeling of um, risk that everything you do um, somehow has risks attached to it. And, mm. and I think that was we were very clear that we wanted to engineer out 
that so you can with end, uh, the way the, the versioning and the riff history works works is um it it really encourages you just to just to throw stuff at the wall because if it doesn't work you've always got a, a very simple path back to the thing that did work and you never you, you know you never overwrite anything so that was really important to us and and other things like there's no record arming endless is always recording and you just grab retrospectively the good stuff so you never worry about whether you were yeah yeah exactly exactly yeah because there are two there are two problems with that one of them is um you don't want to arm it until you know you've got something good um but then often you don't uh, you get something good before you've hit the arm button um yeah, yeah. so so yeah i think what i what i've noticed in the community is that uh, you know some of the some of the people who really stuck around are people who have rediscovered an earlier passion for music um, that I think they probably somehow got, yeah, to a certain extent got thrown under the bus by um, the, the very high standards that people expect music um, to be. Um, and then they discovered Endless and it was so frictionless and so easy um, for for them to gain confidence by just doing stuff with other people um that uh that i, I think are so far our biggest success stories um on endless have been people who who have had like a new flourishing of their their musical lives mm. um and it's really amazing seeing um there are now there's quite a few kind of sub communities on on endless now people who've gone and set up their own discord servers for various different things and people trying different projects with them with etc um and the speed at which people's musicality is um no the speed at which people's skills and kind of quality of expression and uh sense of creative voice um is you know improving um is is really surprising the more people interact the faster they seem to get better and discover their voice and build a community well, it's, it's it's the kind of you know the risk reward i mean like say the risk is low and i suppose the thing is is when you do have something that works with other people, it makes you feel good. You know, there's, there's a, you get an endorphin rush or whatever it is, the chemical must, you know, a, a dopamine, yeah. I guess, isn't it? It's probably, so you're mm. going to feel good. And if, and if you consistently come up with it, cause you're, it, it's not like publishing an entire track when you just drop a little bit in an eight bar loop that somebody likes, but you still get that kind of buzz, I'd imagine. Whereas to do it, you know, on a more professional level means, or I mean, you know, or traditional way would be, make the track, release the track, finish the match, release it, you know, mm. stick it out online, say this, do some artwork or whatever. This is, like you say, shortening that entire process. So um, I suppose the thing is, is uh, one, one thing that I found kind of interesting, do you, because you are a very creative person, and I imagine this is taking up an incredibly large amount of your time. I mean, you're traditionally a performer All and a time. person who, who, yeah, who, who improvises. How are you finding these kind of two worlds? Are you are you still finding time to get the the joy you like from this as well, or is it you know? It's de- it definitely finds its uh, expression in in different areas now. I, I think yeah. I mean, I don't really get time to to make music at, at all, really. Uh, right. I mean, I I did earlier in the year. I I took a, a weekend out to just mess around with some stuff in Reactor. Um, built a couple of little things there but um yeah i i don't know I, you know on the other side of that i mean yeah i don't have any time to be creative but then um i do I probably feel even more lucky to to get to um to be well 
make stuff yeah, that makes I, people I, great, I get to I lead suppose. this project. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. and I think you know, seeing seeing other people um, flourish and see, you know, there there are people who, well, have told you know have have told me quite explicitly that um, it's changed their lives. Um, like it's radically changed their lives more more than any other thing. You know, it's like they've really found their people. They've really found their voice, and um, you know that if that just happened to like four or five people, I'm 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 fine. I'm I'm fine with like sacrificing my personal creative. Uh, Career. Yeah, well, presumably because, just, you know, it's just for a period though surely i mean because there'll be times when when it this when it gets a life of its own i suppose that you'll be able to kind of step back and maybe have more time i mean i do hope so because your stuff's great so you know we want to hear oh, more of it thank you <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean i you know I, I i do um that that's not that's not to say that i don't have a ton of ideas um i mean the you know the sort of backlog of things that i want to build in reactor and um you know eventually actually learning to write proper code in c plus plus uh um, but it, you know, that list grows by the day, and uh, you know, there's the maybe the PhD I'd like to do someday, wow, or okay. you know, all, all, all this <laughs> stuff. But um, I mean, right now, you know, that's for the next um, few years at least. That this is, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think I can't imagine doing anything else that would bring any greater sense of kind of purpose um, than what I'm doing now. Oh, excuse me a minute. Just want to interrupt there. I uh, want to let you know about Isotope, Isotope Producer, Producer Club. Isotope Club is a one-of-a-kind membership for producers ready to take their tracks to the next level. Once you join, you'll gain access to powerhouse Isotope plugins and a curated selection of tools from our partners, such as Melodyne from Celimony. Plus, as long as you're a member, you'll get every future update to the Isotope plugins in your membership for no extra cost. We'll also regularly serve you new curated content like exclusive inspiration-sparking sample packs and preset packs, and industry-leading training ranging from our own tutorials to vocal production lessons from the world-renowned Berkeley Online, taught by Grammy-winning producer and engineer, Prince Charles Alexander. With new content being added every month full of valuable production techniques, tips and tricks, and solutions to common production problems, becoming a member is an investment in your career that grows as you and your career do. For more information on Isotope Producers Club, head to isotope.com. And of course, you could also save up to 10% of all plugins uh, um, over at isotope.com forward slash sonic talk. Uh, if I press this button, I think this will be the right one. Yes, there we go. Uh, enter the code SONIC10 at checkout to save 10% on any Isotope plugin or bundle. Once again, we thank Isotope for their support of the show. I mean, one thing that's really happening a lot at the moment is lockdown and the pandemic has accelerated change enormously. And I know uh, you've spoken to Gaz, I've seen interviews you've done with him. You've got quite strong opinions on the way that the the, the business or the, you know, the, the, the industry around music has uh, needs to change and is changing. Do you think that that's happening now? Because partly because of what you're doing with Endless, but also just generally through necessity, things have rapidly accelerated there's been this kind of huge shift in our expectations you know the way we communicate the way we are creative all of these things and and that's happening because of the pandemic it's like right we got to get on with stuff i mean are you finding that that's chiming with what your vision yeah. is yeah absolutely i mean i think there are there's quite a few changes that have been um accelerated um uh, you know it's and some of some of these changes we've had. We were talking, I think, before we started the call about Zoom 
um, and how Zoom has become uh, a sort of almost like a human right. Um, I think, you know, Zoom came in at the beginning of the pandemic and it's a substitute for IRL in real life um, mm. value. You know, it, it allowed us to connect uh, virtually in a way that we used to connect um, uh, in, you know, in actual rooms. Um but then I think that will, um, you know, some of that will stick around. People realize how convenient that is. But in the long run, um, we'll see that fade as people start to meet up again in real space. Um, mm. But I think it has accelerated um, a lot of trends. I, I mean, not least, um, it's really underscored um, how the stream, you know, the, the streaming services, the, the, the economic model around streaming services um, are, are not... Um, well, are not serving artists as a as a primary point of contact for people to consume music. Um, and I think actually what we're seeing is uh, there's a lot of buzz about direct to fan nowadays. Obviously, you know, Patreon um, has had a huge huge boost, and I know a lot of friends of mine who've either started Patreons or massively boosted their their subscribership on, on Patreon, which I think is is amazing. Um, Bandlab, uh, sorry, Bandcamp, Bandcamp as well. Yeah, well, and yeah, Band, Band Lab, Band and Band Lab as well. It's very similar sort of thing. And you know, Band Lab as well. Service, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and and I think what we're, I think we're moving um, away from the the era of big aggregators. So you know, we've had the last twenty years of the music industry has characterised being based by basically flailing around trying to find out how to retrofit a business model on something that essentially made music free you know when when napster and peer-to-peer file sharing came along um it made uh it free and pretty convenient to get any kind of music uh you wanted to get your hands on and you know the the streaming service business model is essentially what what you're paying for in a streaming service um from a consumer point of view is actually a really convenient user experience Mm. um that you know the, the the torrenting sites would never be able to provide because it's peer to peer and it's open source etc so um, i think you know the value proposition for the cons- consumer is like don't worry about torrenting um it's a shit experience uh pay us 10 bucks a month and we'll give you a really nice um super slick user experience and loads of convenience etc and uh, we'll try and divvy up some of these uh um, some of the royalties to the artists and um uh, you know obviously it doesn't it doesn't work out for people but you know i i'm not i'm not here to bash spotify at all no, i think sure. um you know what they're offering is um very is very convenient uh, and it is a good experience it is a good proposition for people but i get up in the morning um if i've got a bunch of work to do which i i do most days <laughs> i'll hit play on spotify and it'll serve me up eight hours of music um which i enjoy um and is to my taste and i know absolutely nothing about the um who created it um who the fans are who the communities are and i think that there's a there's a lot of lost value there and, mm, you know when i say true. value it's not in that horrible kind of um ultra capitalist sense it's like it is valuable like when you know when we were kids we used to go into uh town and to, to record stores and um uh, we'd catch a bus into town. We wouldn't know if the music would be in stock. We'd have to pick out the things we wanted to listen to and go to a listening booth. I mean, it was um, that there was a lot of kind of inconvenience, but I don't think that was the point because it was, again, it was ritualistic. It's interesting yeah. you say that. I mean, I listen to a lot of audio books. I listen on Audible all the time. And mm. when I'm when I'm saying, oh, I'm listening to a really good book, I quite often have to go back because I have no, I can't remember who wrote it. I don't know what it's called. 
because it's just coming at me. I'm not actually actively going out. I don't. Ha- it's almost like I have no ownership of it. And I suppose the thing is mm. that makes a big difference. I, I don't want to dwell too much on that. But do you think that th- something that like what you're doing, endless? I mean, is there a path between? Um, you know, the creative seed, which is what you're encouraging people to do, and then a path to making that available and bringing that out in, in, in as a kind of product or some music somebody can buy or building community. How do you see those kind of things linking together? I mean, that's exactly what what we're what we're aiming to do. I mean, it, for us, it's it's one step at a time. It's a it's a. I was talking to someone this morning. It's it, it's definitely a what we want to do in the long run is a real moonshot. Um, uh, but it's a really exciting one. I think it's really, really worth pursuing um, to to emphasise, you know, we, we want to emphasise the musical act and we want to emphasise what happens when people gather together around the musical act, whether that's to create it or whether that's to to witness it and be a part, you know, be there in the room where, uh, when that thing happened. Um, and, you know, one of the things that we're, we're looking at now and this you know this is not just for all the all the endless users tuned in uh this is not happening any anytime soon but um you know to find a way to then take uh the the riffs that you might have made in a jam in in an event where there were a few people creating and um more people listening uh to then turn those into um i if, it's difficult though. I mean, I call them almost like collectible sort of mementos or assets, um, I suppose. Or I mean, keep you, sets. Yeah. As, or as, multi-tracks. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, yeah. Assets sounds better than product. <laughs> product, yeah. I mean, I think I think it's their experiences, but right. they're um, you know, a number of a number of riffs uh, presented together in a package where that you can then uh, in some kind of player format where you can hit play on that and just listen through to it. Um, and it's a it can be if you want to lean in and interact with that and rearrange things and play them in different orders you can do but you can also lean back and just um play through those things but the the, the point is that you're as an audience member you're there at the at the point of inception of 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 that work um uh and the you know the extra magic that is sort of bestowed on that thing um by by just being present when when it's born um, adds a huge amount of value, I think, and so this is and this is absolutely where we're going in the long run. Do people? Do you find that people join endless sessions and remain mute, like don't contribute anything? They're just there to listen to the things happening. I mean, is that something that's viable? I mean, is that something that you're seeing happening more often? What's what? So uh, you know, as I mentioned to you uh, before we we started recording, um, we're about to kick off a crowd equity fundraise on on cedars uh, which I'm, I'm i'm really excited about um m- well partly because what we're raising the money to build and also partly that um our community will get a chance to actually own a bit of endless which i think uh to me that's incredibly important um i think you know a lot of uh big companies are sort of built behind our backs and nobody gets a look in apart from like big ticket venture capitalists um and i think it's really important that people get a chance to to own parts of the infrastructure that people are building anyway aside from that that's really exciting um what i'm also really excited about is that we're raising the money to build out our uh, social features right and the whole intent behind that is to to give people an opportunity to, to actually start to build some kind of momentum beti- behind what they're doing on endless 
So it kind of almost becomes event. I mean, that sounds eminently sensible and quite, you know. I mean, which I guess it also ties in a little bit with this sort of notion of, you know, that because the live music industry has been kind of, you know, emasculated really because nobody can tour mm. and even without uh the pandemic you know things like brexit and borders and customs and all of that stuff is seems to be conspiring again to make these things difficult and make them force them into a platform like endless so i mean being there at that point do you think that there's there's going to be a difference to the way that we could we we enjoy live events because a live events now feel like the only ones that are going to work are have to be so big that there's enough money in them to kind of make them socially distanceable and, you know, have be able to sell the TV rights at the same time so they can monetize it so that mm. it means you can bring the entire crew on the road and blah, 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 all of that stuff. I mean, it's a very dynamic kind of situation at the moment. Yeah. I mean, I... That's crystal ball stuff, I think. I, yeah, I, I suppose I, so. Um, it's so <laughs> uncertain now. Well, as in, like, I, 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 I wish I could... Uh, uh, come up with a um, a wise and insightful hot take on, well, <laughs> actually, the live industry is going to be doing this in three months' yeah, time, yeah, but nobody knows it. Uh, but no, re- I mean, genuinely, nobody knows it. Uh, obviously, you know, there's even some uncertainty whether things are going to open up on the 21st of June. Um, we don't actually, obviously, there's been one pilot, that, that pilot show in Liverpool yeah. uh, that, that showed um, that, that that's in the it, UK, everything was okay. I mean, globally, there's, a, there's possibly more. But yeah, it's it, just this whole, yeah. no, this whole notion of making, and I suppose in a way, you know, by what you're doing, you're making a lot more people able to perform in some way, even if it's a small way, which kind of might change the dynamic of how that works anyway. Yeah, I mean, one of the things I'm really excited about is, as you mentioned, we've been doing various live streams. We've we've brought some of the Endless community. We've paired them up with um, some more established artists and got them to jam together live on Endless, and we've streamed that to our uh, Twitch channel. Um, those are all watching those events is is really really exciting. There's always a there was always a real magic around it, particularly when if we go the extra mile with the production values and uh, and promote it properly, then it, they end up being you know quite quite magical events um i'm really excited about well i mean not least I mean, this i'm in endless hq we we got the lease on this place uh, at the beginning of march i literally signed it on the 2nd of march uh, a lease for this space and it's supposed to be um a sort of mixed mode office and event space so right <laughs> um, our timing was going, yeah. Yeah, so so we want to get the events going. Yeah, and you know we've got a big, we've got a 4K sound system here, and we can bang it out. Um, uh, but yeah, I'm I'm really excited about um, having small audiences in uh, multiple venues around the world, and then linking those up together through through endless jams. And you know, obviously, there is a bit of a kind of pandemic-proof spin on that. You know, obviously the 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 more you can sort of divide up your audience into small groups, then the the less transmission risk there is. But I, I mean, that's probably just pandemic spin. I mean, I'm I'm ultimately yeah. Yeah. really excited about um, mixed mode, real life, and and virtual live stream shows uh, through well, Endless. It, and it makes perfect sense because I mean, let's face it. You know, there are huge uh, of global events where people are just watching people play games. And when you're watching somebody play a game, there isn't really a. I mean, there is a narrative, but I mean, it's it's prescripted to a degree because you know you have to go and get to there to do this to do that. You know, whereas music is completely. You don't know what's going to happen, and that's in some way should be more compelling viewing, right? Absolutely, and, and this is something that I often make comparisons to what um, between what we're doing and esports and and sports matches. Um, I mean the. 
you know, to date or until early 2020, the the model with live music um, was it. You know, if you go if you go to a if you go to a concert, whatever, you're you're pretty much you expect the artists you see to play the music you know that they did really well, uh, and it's um it's ultimately it's a it's a nostalgic experience um, with a few extra dimensions to it. Um, that that helps you feel, you know, and that's what makes you feel like you belong to something. Um, if you go to a football match, so you know, where the, the main value proposition behind um, a live event is to go and see the artist play the stuff. So it's a bit of a like, yeah. you know, what's going to happen. Uh, in the case of a football match, um, you you specifically go to a football match because you don't know what's going to happen. Um, what you do know is that there are 22 players on the pitch. They're all incredibly skilled. They've all got certain moves. They do, they've all got certain tendencies. And what's most in- compelling about it is that it, when you see those players um, playing together um, and then, you know, the ball goes in the back of the net, uh, it's just... Euphoric. It's a completely different... Yeah, it's, it's, it's euphoric. Um, and I, I definitely noticed that 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 kind of emotional mechanism happens on, on endless when, you know, when we've got a, when we're staging a big jam and there's a bunch of people and it's just like, wow, how did the music get here? Uh, Mm. And um, obviously, I mean, you're substituting competition for collaboration in the case of sports, you know, you're competing head to head in the case of music that you're, you're, it's kind of additive rather than zero sum. Um, But it is, you still get that, that sense of, of magic, which, um, which I think, yeah, I mean, I obviously it's my job to think this, but no, and I do. I mean, I do genuinely think this, which is probably why I have my job. <laughs> but I, you know, I really think there's a there's a, a huge um, there's huge untapped potential here um, in music being um, an intera- a spontaneous interaction, and it's the reason that's been fairly niche. That's been fairly kind of like jazz. Um, for the last 150 years is probably more a factor of how successful the recorded music industry um, has been. Um, right. Because the, all the, you know, the, the business models that sprung up after Edison recorded sound and then they figured out how to um, print it up uh, at very low cost on big discs and distribute it around the world and uh, get, um, you know, record players into everyone's homes, etc. It was a, you know, it's a very lucrative business and, um, the technology and the culture followed the money, which you know, which always, I mean, like it or lump it, that's what that's always what happens. Yeah, of course. Um, so I think it's more that this idea of music as an interaction just got drowned out by the recorded music I, I industry. Think, I think you're probably right. I mean, so what, what's interesting to me is because obviously, endless, generally speaking, I mean, and this is, I, I, I realise I'm being very broad here, um, is generally kind of linked to electronic music types. Uh, is there, are you finding other people of other, you know, you're finding like folk musicians jamming together? Is there, are there other sort of other areas that haven't been explored yet? Because some of that stuff, there are lots of people who, who will go to a, a, a jam session in a pub as a fiddle player or a mandolin player or whatever and have that experience. I mean, they're playing roughly, you know, the tunes that people know. And it's, a, I guess it's a bit more longful, but is there room for it to go in those directions on Endless as well? Yeah, ab- absolutely. I mean, I think right now you're right. You know, we uh, we definitely super serve um, electronic musicians, uh, and you know, the product was initially designed by um, a bunch of folk who were into electronic musics. Uh, but the the basic workflow behind it will, I mean, it, it's never going to be a tool for um, um, aleatoric uh, 
avant classical um, <laughs> that never repeats itself. Uh, there's there's always going to be, you know, I mean, repetition, a certain degree of repetition is baked into the way Endless works. So right. you'll always be dealing with loops to a certain degree. Um, but, you know, most popular music, these are um, popular in the, uh, not as in just, po- yeah, music that we generally listen to day to day. You know, the vast mm. majority of that is, is loop based to yeah. some extent. Um, we see... Um, there's a, there's quite a few vocal jams, uh, vocal only jams on Endless. Um, there's quite a lot of kind of funk and jazz and soul stuff going on on Endless as well. There's a, yeah, there's a lot of people, you know, the the core, the Endless faithful um, love plugging in their their instruments, their synths and guitars and keys and so on. And uh, um, I mean, I really I really love hearing some of the riffs that come out of that uh, because there's there's some real, you know. There's some there's some endless community members who have properly got the funk and bring the <laughs> funk in in heap loads. <laughs> and of course, if I could just pop in there a second again, I want to say thank you very much to our friends over at Modal Electronics. Uh, let you know about the Modal Cobalt Eight, which is an eight voice extended virtual analog synth with innovative oscillator with 24 up to 38 algorithms now with the new update. 29 endless encoders for real-time control, multiple four-pole ladder filter, internal sequencer and arpeggiator, MPE support for expression, modal app for Mac Windows, iOS, Android and VST3 AU uh, available too. So if you want to find out more, go bit.ly slash get underscore modal. So um, explain to me a little bit more about what the what the purpose of this kind of crowdsourcing, crowdfunding uh, project is then. Um, yeah, so we are going to start, we're launching a crowd equity funding campaign on Cedars um, in late June. And um, that's a platform that essentially allows um, anybody in certain countries to invest in, um, in our company. So about... This time last year, we ran a Kickstarter campaign, um, and that was to to raise money to build uh, the the desktop product. And obviously, the desktop product is something that we charge for, so it made sense to raise money um, in pre-sales, which is essentially how Kickstarter works. Uh, but what we're raising this money for is to to build out the social network, social features like being able to follow each other, being able to discover each other, find each other. Um, build a profile, build an audience, etc. And obviously, as social features, it, it makes no sense to actually charge money um, for those. Um, so instead, we're, we're basically offering um, stakes in uh, in our business. So you know, as we as we add these features, as we grow our user base, obviously the business becomes more more valuable. And I, I think, I mean, for me, I think um, I think it's an ethical imperative that the the people, particularly on a platform like uh like Which endless is creative based yeah it's a creative base and um and is it's not just a tool it's a it's a place um and i i think it's a it's an imperative that um people should get an opportunity to actually own a part of that uh, that place you know um we've seen with the bigger social networks um that you know no one really got to own a piece of it and it's been very divisive so uh, yeah, I, i'm just right. really i'm really pleased i'm really pleased that we're doing this well, it makes sense um, because the people who, the people who are involved in it and help it grow can also be a part of, of of the ownership of it, which I think, like you say, I mean, it sort of feels a lot morally right to do it that way and at least offer that opportunity. Yeah. When does yeah. it launch? Uh, end of June? I mean, I don't know when this is going out, so we might be talking in the future or in the past, depending on, you know, the, the travel of time. <laughs> 
Yeah. So we've got, I mean, we're, uh, what we're doing, we're raising a, um, a little bit of money uh, beforehand because uh, the, the, the deal with Seedance is that you have to raise a little bit of the money privately before they accept you onto the platforms. Um, and once that's all in, um, we'll, we'll, we've got a, a bit of process to go through with, with Seeders, but we're, we're looking at the end of June, um, right. sometime around the end of June. That's going and then to go people live. will just be able to chip in, and it's not you know, you know we're not talking like ma- mega investment. I mean, you, what are you talking ten bucks or a million quid? What's the sort of starting point? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not not a million. We don't. I mean, we don't need a million quid. Now. Um, I oh, mean, I there's know. all sorts of stuff we could do with. But <laughs> <laughs> if you don't need it, I'll take it. Um, if anyone's got some, yeah. <laughs> but yes, I'll yeah. I mean, it. when I say don't need it, I mean there's a there's a ton of stuff we could do. Um, yeah. If people want in, what's the what's the what's the lowest point they could enter? For instance, I mean, is it kind of? I know, think it's ten pounds on Cedars. Oh right, okay. Pretty sure so it's very pounds. accessible. Yeah. Right. Okay. Very oh, well, accessible. Yeah. So you're talking about then that's going to enable other things happening in the future and what uh, what what's coming. I mean, uh, at the moment, uh, the endless mobile platform is iOS only and also on uh, macOS. Are there plans yeah. to expand it to sort of Android and, and Windows and, you know, all those other good places? Yes. Uh, so Windows is going to be coming first. That's um, uh, late summer. We're looking looking at that. And the, the dev team are uh, knees deep in, in porting to Windows um, right now. So, uh, what, what so that's mean, happening. I wonder actually, what you're I'm, knee deep in when you're developing on Windows. And maybe that's a word we don't need to know. But, yeah, I'd like, I, I'm liking the, vi- the, the visual <laughs> thought <laughs> knee of deep, that. Knee deep in yeah, or, or or many many tabs into Xcode. <laughs> knee deep in startup. Yeah, I don't know what. Yeah, something knee, like that. Knee deep in startup. Yeah. <laughs> so that's um, coming. So yeah, Windows is coming. That that's coming. Um, Android. I mean, it's still it's still on the roadmap. Um, we basically what our main focus. So we get Windows out. Um, we're focusing on building um, social features in into the platform. Um, that's going to be the key focus until I'd say probably like April next year. Um, and then, um, yeah, then, then we'll be building out, uh, we'll be going back into adding more features to the desktop products, um, bringing everything in line across platforms. So it feels much like a seam, much more like a seamless experience across all the different touch points. Um, and, uh, and then, you know, then we start looking into, um, ideas around, well, well, firstly, so first, it's going to be adding creative features like VST plugin hosting and um, stuff like that, and um, uh, then we'll be focusing on building out the kind of listening experience um, and allowing people to actually save and create and arrange works from the jams that they ah, um, took okay. part in, etc. Right. Yeah, I was going to ask a little bit about that because obviously, you know, you do this. I mean, it feels at the moment kind of quite ephemeral, but have you seen? Uh, endless jams forming the basis of things that then go on to become something else and become a thing yes uh, yeah ab- absolutely absolutely um we uh, so there's a there's a um one of the endless kind of sub communities called they call themselves track club um and uh, they are literally a club that make tracks out of endless jams so they gather together every week they jam together then they pull the stems out and create uh, create tracks with the the stems that they that they make in endless um and that community has uh generated a lot of energy and momentum so we definitely know from watching um how they're behaving that that um you know it, it we definitely need to um find a way to turn this um ephemeral magic into something that you can kind of build on hmm. um I, I mean i my personal bet is that 
you know, allowing people to, you know, building, turning Endless into a, into a door um, where you then arrange these things in tracks and you have automation and, and mixing and stuff like that. That's, it's, yeah, it's not, that's not the right approach, not, I think. Right. Um, I think it's more uh, what's important. What we notice, you know, there's a lot of people in on our Discord server, for example, who will, um, and they've invented a term for this, it's called a riff hop, and they'll, uh, they'll create a jam and then they'll just do a screen grab of them uh, switching through different riffs in a jam and basically performing an arrangement live. Um, so we know that um, people like to do this and we know that people like to, you know, celebrate and remember the jams they did by uh, by creating these, uh, something that's a bit less ephemeral. Mm. Interesting. So I suppose in, in effect, I mean, that you know, there's a, there's a possibility for just recording those events that then can be something that's spat out and you deal with and in a, in a, in a DAW of it, you know, that, that's you designed for that sort of thing and, and, you know, can, can handle it. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think that um, ideally on what, what we'd, the point we get to on endless is that you could do a jam with people and then be like, yeah, that was awesome. That bit was awesome. That was a bit was awesome. In in 30 seconds or so, uh, you could make a clip of the highlights that would then live as a sort of almost like reactive generative, um, well, not a generative piece of music, but a living piece of music that could then live on someone's profile and you could scroll through these things and maybe play them in different orders. It sounds um, to me like the, one of your big problems is going to be, I've got so many great ideas for the directions this could go in. It's just a question of making sure we we choose which ones they are and which ones are actually doable, right? That sounds like... exactly. Yeah, I, I mean, um, I mean, all we're we're very clear about the order that we're going to attack things in. Um, so yeah, social features allowing people to build communities and and build a following. Um, that's our next thing. That that's that's most important. Um, then we want to expand. Uh, we want to make it easier to use Endless with other kit. Yeah. Basically, that's the next thing. Um, and then after that, I mean, the the, the way uh, the way I characterize this sometimes is that we need to find a way for people to realize the value of the magic that they create on right. on Endless. I mean, yeah, that probably sounds a little really smutty, special, but right? it's really special. Yeah, sometimes special well, things yeah, happen. Exactly. 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 So. Um, you know, I often talk about with this, uh, with, with our team, um, and with our head of product, um, it's very easy when you're designing products to come up with solutions. Um, whereas actually what you need to do is really have, have a clear, um, have a clear definition of what the problem is. Um, and, right. uh, avoid, avoid solutionizing, um, until uh, until you really 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 clearly understand um the problem so yeah you know me talking about a generative music format where you can just like put a bunch of riffs in the container and then they play on the web and on mobile and and then you could you know all this stuff this is very much like yeah i'm, I'm a creative guy <laughs> and i like <laughs> to dream things up and th Absolutely. this is we're into very much into the solutionizing <laughs> excellent end of things Okay, so lots of big ideas there. Uh, I mean, I guess you know, if people want might want to jump on, maybe people that already don't know about Endless or but haven't tried it. Where, where do people find out? Where do people get it? Where can they? You know, what's the best way to connect? Best way to connect, just head to Endless with three S's FM, um, and there you'll get a link to 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 download the the mobile app. Um, you can also go to the App Store, just search for Endless with three S's. The app's called Endless Multiplayer Music. Uh, you can download it from there. 
Um, but otherwise, if you want the the desktop app, um, the macOS app, just head to yeah, endless with three s's dot fm um, products page, and you'll see endless studio, which is the the desktop version, which is currently available for Mac. Will be available for Windows later in the year. Um, we we're currently offering a seven day free trial, so uh, feel free to. Give it a go, um, and we, you know, we, we've still got our introductory discount on. So uh, do do snag that uh, while while you get while you have you the can, chance. Yeah. Well, Tim, as ever, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you so much for talking to us. I hope uh, your your vision continues to career forward at, at the same pace, and that you know things work out the best they possibly can. It's been lovely to speak to you. Thank you. Well, always, Nick. Yeah, really, really appreciate it. Thanks for your support. 